0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Can't, can't, can't.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Charno, leading the next generation of football fans live on YouTube and Twitch with the Landry Football Network. It is September 20th, which means that today it is week two of the NFL season, and we have some really good matchups today, and I will be here to give you my prediction on every single game this week. I will be joined with both Nick Durst and Joe Calabrese of the You Know I'm Right podcast in a roundtable discussion to get their thoughts on some of these week two games and get their predictions on them as well. We have a whole lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it. Starting off, Let's talk about the Thursday night football game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. The Browns beat the Bengals 35-30. to The Browns win this game backed by their two-headed monster of a backfield that is no doubt the best one-two punch in the league with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb had 22 carries for 125 yards and two touchdowns, and Kareem Hunt had 10 carries for 86 yards and a rushing and a receiving touchdown. Baker Mayfield played pretty well also. He went 16 for 23 with two touchdowns and an interception. I told you guys, don't worry about the Browns yet. I understand the Bengals defense is awful, but Baker looked accurate and was making good decisions, which is what you want to see with Baker this year. You want to see progression. You want to see him when he needs to win. OBJ was finally more involved in the offense. He had four receptions, which was the most on the team per 74 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, I don't think OBJ is going to go anywhere. I said that. I tweeted it out during the game. I don't think OBJ is going anywhere. I think that, you know, this game was very important to for the future of OBJ. And the fact that he had that long catch for a touchdown definitely helped his case. Um, you know, I don't think he's going anywhere, uh, at least until the end of the year. After this year, we'll see what happens. But I don't think that, as of right now, he's not getting traded. Now, let's talk about the Bengals. I said last week... That I was all in on Joe Burrow, and now I am even more in on Joe Burrow. If that's possible, I, you know, he went. He, I mean, the Bengals trust him with this offense, which is the most important. You know, he threw the ball sixty-one times. Sixty-one times. The kids are rookies in his second ever NFL game, and he's throwing the ball sixty-one times, and it really and it shows how much of a leader Burrow is. That you know they can trust him with the offense that much. That Zach Taylor already trusts him. He went thirty-seven for sixty-one for 317 yards and three touchdowns in his second ever NFL game. I'm going to continue to stress that because it is quite crazy. You know, Joe Burrow, 37 completions. I think it was the most ever by a rookie in a single game. So good for him. He definitely deserves it. He definitely deserves to hold that record. You know, however, you know, he is going to be special, but he continues to get hit so much he continues to be running for his life on every single play and I'm scared of him getting injured you know I I, I'm also kind of concerned for AJ Green I I mean he had a rough game on 13 targets he only held in three for 29 yards I, I understand that he's you know getting back into the groove he missed a lot of time he's missed a lot of time recently in the last two seasons but you know he missed a. Few, he dropped a few wide open passes. One of them in the end zone that he would have caught normally. I don't know. It was kind of weird to see. It's a situation that you should probably monitor over the next few weeks. Tyler Boyd had a solid game. Seven catches for seven yards and a touchdown. I love Joe Burrow and think he is the franchise quarterback of the Bengals. And I think the Bengals found their guy, but they need to protect him or else it's going to really be worth nothing. Burrow almost came back from a deficit late in the game. Am I concerned? For the Browns that the Bengals were still in the game that late, a little bit, but only because of some of the play calls. Nick Chubb was stuffed three times at the goal line, which was rough to watch, and a few other calls, like a play designed to OBJ in the end zone, that was a bit questionable. Overall, though, what I pulled from this game is that the Browns are probably fine, and the Joe Burrow is the future of the Bengals. Starting off our predictions, the Los Angeles Rams will take on the Philadelphia Eagles today. The Rams took a solid win over the Cowboys last week, and the Eagles got flat out embarrassed against the Washington football team. Jared Goff and the Rams didn't necessarily make me believers yet, but I do think that they will be much better than I had originally thought they would be. Goff seems to really like Robert Woods, who they just extended and the running game doesn't seem to be a problem as much as a lot of people thought it would. Um, You know, the Rams are a very solid team with a very good defensive line, and that is why I think they will beat the Eagles in Week Two. The Eagles' offensive line looked awful, like flat out terrible. They gave up eight sacks. Eight eight sacks is over. You can't give up eight sacks and expect to win any games. The Eagles blew a seventeen to nothing lead and gave up eight sacks. That's it's so embarrassing. It's such an embarrassing thing, you know. Uh, it, Carson Wentz is going to get killed. He's going to get absolutely killed. And if they think it's going to ease up against the Rams, then all you need to do is take a a look at the Rams roster and realize that you're still in trouble if you don't figure it out today. You know, the, the Rams have the best defensive player in the NFL, Aaron Donald, and he's going to absolutely wreck you if you give him any sort of chance to today. Even if you have the sacks, that you gave up to Washington, you're still going to lose. The loss of Andre Dillard and Brandon Brooks showed to be huge for this team, much bigger than I thought they would be. And I'm actually worried about the Eagles. The defense gave up 27 points to Dwayne Haskins and the Washington football team, which is full of young, raw talent and young guys. Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, and Dwayne Haskins. You cannot give up 27 points to to an offense like that and expect to win many football games. The Rams offense is significantly better than the Washington offense, so I'm definitely going to take the Rams in this game. The Dallas Cowboys will look to bounce back after a week one loss when they take on the Atlanta Falcons. The Cowboys are playing their home opener, and I've heard a lot of panic about the Cowboys. I said everyone just needs to relax. Mike McCarthy is a very different coach than Jason Garrett, and I think that things will fall into place today when they play the Falcons. You know, uh, now, the Falcons are not a joke. They are definitely not a joke. I mean, Matt Ryan threw for 450 yards last week against the Seattle defense, which I think is pretty good. I like the Seattle defense. like Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner, that's a hard defense to throw 450 yards against, but he did. Julio Jones had nine catches for 157 yards. Calvin Ridley had nine catches for 130 yards and two touchdowns. And Russell Gage had nine catches for 114 yards. This Atlanta team is good. However, their defense is not good. Their defense is bad. They gave up thirty, their 38 points last week. Yes, to Russell Wilson, who I absolutely love. Russell was the best quarterback in the NFL. I'm still a believer that Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in the NFL. I think Zeke is going to tear them apart in this game. And I think we'll see a guy like Michael Gallup. Maybe my, I think Michael Gallup will stand out for Dallas this week. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this game to get their first win of the season under Mike McCarthy the tampa bay buccaneers will have their home opener as well against the carolina panthers the bucks lost last week to the saints in a game that everybody's freaking out about you know oh brady's washed brady's washed like i said about the cowboys relax Relax. It's week one. It's week one. The the Saints are going to be competing for a Super Bowl this year, which is a topic we will get to in a little bit. But I said that the teams that have a head coach and quarterback that have been together before will have an advantage because of the loss of the preseason and no OTAs and stuff. The Saints had the advantage of continuity that the Bucs didn't have. Plus, Mike Evans might as well have not been playing since it just kind of felt like he was just running routes and not really trying to catch the ball. He had like one catch for a touchdown touchdown. That was it. That was the only thing he did. It felt like he was just running routes to run routes and that they were like, don't really throw him the ball. Don't really get him involved. Just to kind of pull maybe one of the Saints corners off of off of maybe a Chris Godwin or Scotty Miller, which we ended up seeing. You know, the Bucs are going to be good this season. That's that's the box. The Bucks are going to be good. You know, even though they will be missing Chris Godwin today. I still think that Tom Brady will make it work and he will figure out the offense. I mean, he didn't have any receivers in New England, so I think that he'll be okay with just Mike Evans today. The Panthers have a pretty good offense. Obviously, Uh, Christian McCaffrey is amazing. Teddy Bridgewater played really well last week, and their receiving core is pretty underrated as well. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Robbie Anderson are all really good targets for Teddy to throw to. However... The Bucs' defense has played quite well, and they have some great linebackers and a decent secondary, which should be enough to limit this Panthers' offense enough to get the Bucs a win. I'm going to absolutely take the Buccaneers today against Carolina. The Denver Broncos will head to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Last week, we saw the Steelers beat the Giants in very convincing fashion. The Steelers' defense is just absolutely crazy. They are so dominant. They will no doubt Finish this season as a top four defense. Between TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Cam Hayward, there aren't going to be a lot of teams that can get past them. And I think even the I think even Baltimore might struggle against the Ravens defense, against the Steelers defense when they play against them. With that being said, the Broncos have a very young offense that couldn't get anything going against a Titans defense that is not nearly as good as the Steelers D. And even with Cortland Sutton returning today. I think that the Steelers are going to make Drew Locke miserable. You know, the Broncos are also missing their best defensive player in Yvonne Miller. And it looks like the Steelers offense could be rolling as well. I mean, once we saw Big Ben shake off the rust, the Steelers team looked good. And I think they will be just as good, if not better this week. I got the Steelers taking this game. The Tennessee Titans will take on the Jacksonville Jaguars at home last week. Minshew Mania was running wild. Gardner Minshew was 19 for 20 with 173 yards and three touchdowns and is trying to prove that he is the future quarterback for this Jacksonville team. He started proving his case with an upset win over Phillip Rivers and the Colts. After getting rid of all their players, the Jaguars are actually a better team than they were last year, which is a weird thing to try and comprehend. However, you know, the main thing I'm concerned here with, the main thing I'm concerned here with is you know Jacksonville having to stop the run I don't think the Jaguars will be able to stop Derrick Henry I really don't he had 160 yards on the ground against a Broncos defense that even without Von Miller isn't terrible against the run and now they play the Jaguars with a lot of inexperienced talent Ryan Tannehill played well last week he had 249 uh, passing yards and two touchdowns AJ Brown is out for this game which you know not too concerned since, I mean, last week it wasn't like he was on the field at all. They weren't even looking his way that much. He only had five catches for 39 yards last week, which is nothing. Not even close to what he should be doing as he is the wide receiver one for the Titans team. But who filled his spot? Corey Davis is set up for another big game this week as well. He had a really, really good game last week. He, uh you know, I am not all in on the Jaguars hype train yet. You know, it was a fun win that they beat the Colts. But I, I you know, I'm... Even though I think Gardner Minshew is going to play well in this game, I I think that the Titans will pull this one out to beat the Jaguars in Week 2 purely because of Derrick Henry. I'm, I'm going to continue. Derrick Henry is an absolute freight train. And if you don't try and specifically stop the run, and I mean, we saw Ryan Tannehill pass really well last week. Like I said, 249 yards, and they let him throw the ball a nice amount. So... You know, you can try and stop Derrick Henry, but they have, they have, Ryan Tannehill played well. And I'm not sure how much he can actually keep it up, how consistent he can be. But I do think that the Titans are going to beat the Jaguars this week. The Green Bay Packers will play against the Detroit Lions. The Lions had a disappointing loss last week to the Bears because of a wide open throw to rookie DeAndre Swift that he dropped. This was also missing two of their best players, star receiver Kenny Galladay and first round rookie corner Jeff Okuda. This game should have been won by the Lions, and I still think that once Kenny Galladay comes back, which is not today, and I Kenny Galladay is out for today, which is a it's another hard hit for this Lions team. Like you know that I think more of this team will actually start to click, and that they will actually be pretty good. However, this week, like I said, they are missing Kenny Galladay, and they have to face one of the hottest offenses in the league, and that would be. The Green Bay Packers. The Packers scored forty-three points last week on the Vikings, and Aaron Rodgers, who once again everyone is saying is washed and won't be good this year, and he's on his way out, and whatever, you know that same Aaron Rodgers threw for three hundred sixty-four yards and four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. The man is not washed. I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers is—he's the same Aaron Rodgers. He's still amazing, and you know he's still a top quarterback. In going to can continue to play at that caliber. Aaron Jones had a touchdown last week, uh, and Devontae Adams showed why he is a top-five receiver with 14 catches for 156 yards and two touchdowns. MVS and Alan Lazard both had touchdowns as well. This Packers team is once again going to be contending for a Super Bowl this year. They didn't get any worse over the offseason, and this is Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers' second year together, which also helps with that sense of continuity that I was talking about with the Saints. This defense did give up 34 points. But the Vikings are a good team. You know, I'm not real. You know, I'm not really concerned about the Green Bay defense as a whole. I have no doubt the Packers are going to come out of this game with a win, and whether it's close or not, people are still going to be talking about how great the Packers are after this week. The Buffalo Bills will play against the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins had a rough loss last week to the New England Patriots, and Fitzpatrick turned into Fitz tragic, like we see sometimes when uh, Brian. Fitzpatrick starts his second year in, in a row, sometimes it turns bad. I mean we saw it uh you know with the Jets. Things happen. It's it, it sucks. It sucks because the New England does have a really good defense, but so does the Bills. 191 yards, no touchdowns, and three interceptions for Fitz. Tragic last week. This was not pretty for Miami. I still don't want to I don't want them to put Tua in yet and and purely because I don't want him getting hurt. I'm I'm still worried about him getting hurt since that would be the worst possible thing to happen to this football team. Let Fitzpatrick try and figure it out and let Tua sit, get healthier, and don't take any risks. With that being said, I can't see them figuring it out this week. Josh Allen and the Bills are coming off a confusing win against the New York Jets. He had 312 passing yards and two touchdowns, but missed some wide open throws. However, the game changer here is Allen's ability to run the ball. The Dolphins have a lot of talent at outside corner, so I'm not going to rely on Stefan Diggs or John Brown or Cole Beasley. The Dolphins gave up 75 rushing yards to Cam Newton last week, and I think, and two touchdowns as well. You know, I think they could give up a very similar number this week to the Bills. I think the Bills running backs, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, will both have very solid games. And I think the Bills will start off the season two and o. Oh. The Minnesota Vikings will look to bounce back after that loss to the Packers when they play the Colts today, who are also looking to redeem themselves. The Vikings actually didn't play poorly against the Packers at all. Their defense was absolutely terrible. It was an embarrassing thing to watch the Vikings' defense there, but... Their offense played pretty decent. I mean Kirk Cousins was he was 19 for 25 with 259 yards and two touchdowns along with an interception. Both of his touchdowns were to Adam Thielen who had six receptions for 110 yards on top of those two scores. Delvin Cook had a nice game on the ground rushing for 50 yards and two touchdowns. The Colts, you know, the Colts they gave up 27 points to the Jaguars offense and really they really just looked bad. Philip Rivers threw for over 360 yards, but as we know He has an interception problem. Throwing two last week. I was high on on the Colts because of their defense. And I thought Phillip Rivers Rivers could get it done now with a good offensive line, which he didn't have in Los Angeles. But if you're losing to the Jaguars, you know, as well as the Jaguars played, I don't know how you're going to beat any sort of good teams. And the Vikings are a good team. So I think the Vikings will bounce back and play well again. And I have them beating the Colts this week. The Baltimore Ravens will play the Houston Texans, and all I can say is how bad I feel for the Texans. Having to play against the two best teams in the NFL, that would be the Chiefs and the Ravens, in back-to-back weeks is awful. They lost to the Chiefs last week, and guess what? They're going to lose to the Ravens again this week. Come on. The Ravens are the most dominant team in the NFL right now. They're going to score all over this Houston defense and the Baltimore defense is going to make that Houston offense miserable. I don't even think the Texans are bad. I really don't think the Texans are bad. I love Deshaun Watson. I will continue to go to war for him. And I think he has a top five quarterback in the NFL, but he has no weapons. He has zero weapons. Come on now, but Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, and Randall Cobb aren't the guys you want to hear as your starting wide receiver core. And if Bill O'Brien makes half of the game calls and decisions he made against the Chiefs uh you know this game is going to be a blowout because I don't like Bill O'Brien I don't like his coaching I don't like anything you know he made some really really questionable game calls last week that you know he was punting he was playing very conservatively against uh against the Chiefs who have an insane offense the Chiefs are going to score 95 percent of the time they bring the ball downfield you know Uh, The Ravens are in full control of the league right now, and I think their next competitive game is going to be either against the Chiefs or the Steelers. Lamar Jackson continues to improve, which is scary considering considering looking at what he was doing when he wasn't at his full potential. He has the throwing aspect of his game now, which he didn't have last season as much. You know, I mean, he had it, but we didn't really see him use it as much. Now what he's doing is he's primarily in the pocket, and then if, if he needs to, he can use his legs and he can kill you with the running game, which is... That, that's exactly what I thought he should learn how to do. During the offseason, he's been working on his throwing ability and the throwing aspect of his game that we haven't seen him use much in the past. And he continuously gets, gets better at it every single week. This Ravens team is very scary. They are. Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins had a nice opening. He had two touchdowns. Their defense is amazing. I am very confident in picking the Ravens to win this game. The Kansas City Chiefs are playing the Los Angeles Chargers, and I expect a very similar outcome to this as the Ravens' outcome as well. If there was a team close to the Ravens in terms of talent and domination, it's the Chiefs. You know, they won the Super Bowl last year, reigning Super Bowl champs, won their game last week against the Texans. They looked real good in their opener against Houston, and the Chargers don't even match up with the Chiefs, like, the tiniest bit. They don't don't match up with them at all all. Oh, like it, it. Between Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Clyde edwards Lair and Travis Kelsey, there's no way they don't blow out the Chargers on this game. I know the line on this game was like eight and a half towards the Chiefs. I'm taking the over. I think this game is going to be a blowout. Tyra Taylor might have played all right against the Bengals, but this Chiefs defense is so much better than the Bengals, and I really can't see them doing much on offense. The Chiefs run defense is really good. So the Chargers might not be able to utilize Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly as much as they might want to. There is no way that the Chargers win this game, or I think come even like a little. Even I don't even think they're going to come close to winning this game. And you know, I, I'm going to take. I'm obviously going to take the Chiefs to start off two and zero. And I don't really do a lot of betting, but I'm going to take the over on the eight and a half. Absolutely, the game. I am probably most excited about, I know we skipped a few games, but those are because those are games that we're going to be talking about in a little bit with our guests, Nick Durst and Joe Breezy. You know, the game I am probably most looking forward to this week, the Sunday night football game between the New England Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks. After an off season of Bill Belichick convincing you that Jarrett Stidham would be their starting quarterback, they went and they got Cam Newton. For nothing and cam goes and wins his first game while running like old cam would 15 carries for 75 yards and two touchdowns and for all that we thought the patriots would be bad without dante hightower and patrick chung they went and they forced three interceptions this was against the dolphins who have a subpar offense and we know seahawks scored 38 points against the falcons and russell wilson who i'm gonna keep saying it is the best quarterback in the NFL, threw for 322 yards and four touchdowns in one of the best games. And I've seen Russell Wilson play a lot of football in one of the best games that I've ever seen Russell Wilson play. Jamal Adams played really well, uh, but the Seahawks defense as a whole probably could have done better. Like I said, they gave up 450 passing yards to Matt Ryan and nine catches for 157 yards to Julio Jones and nine catches to both Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage and two touchdowns to Calvin Ridley, which these are, these are things you can't be doing against the Falcons who really don't have... A, they don't have a great team. I don't really think they're contenders at all, but they have this defense. The Seahawks defense really has to step it up purely because, you know, they're going to be playing against teams like the, you know, in the NFC, like the Buccaneers, the Saints, uh, the Packers, the Vikings. These are teams with really, really good offenses. And I, I don't know how you're going to beat those teams if you unless this defense steps up. But, you know, uh, this isn't the best Patriots offense that we've seen. In a while, you know, I don't think that they're gonna continue to be this good. I mean, they did play against the Dolphins, who have a subpart defense as well. Good talented outside corner, like I was talking about, but overall I don't really think they're that good. Um, I think that this might be the best Seahawks defense that we've ever seen. I'm and I'm serious about that. We've seen a Seahawks Seahawks offense that won a Super Bowl, but I think that was more for the defense in that situation. That was just a very dominant team all over. But I think this is going to be the best Seahawks offense that we have ever seen. began. here's why. Because Pete Carroll finally decided to give Russell Wilson this offense, right? Before we've seen him, he's had to hand the ball off. They've relied on the running game a lot in the last few years. But I, I really do think that, you know, I I I I'm so I'm so confident that this is going to be the best Seahawks offense we've seen. Because now they're letting Russ throw the ball. I mean, we've seen him run all over and whatever, but he's he's really taking control of this team, and I think that that is the key to them winning a Super Bowl, which is what I think is going to happen this year. You know, until they prove me otherwise, I really think the Seahawks are going to win it all this year, and I think that is, and I'm I'm not backing down on that statement. And with that being said, everyone's gonna be saying on Monday. Everyone's gonna be saying tomorrow night. That the Patriots were only good week one because they played against the Dolphins. And guess what? Until they prove me otherwise, I'm going to say the same thing. I am taking the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday night. Now, let's talk about the Monday night football game between the New Orleans Saints and the Las Vegas Raiders. This is not a knock on the Panthers. But the Raiders only really beat the Panthers because of the Panthers defense being awful and not being able to stop the run. So I guess it is kind of a knock on the Panthers. I'm really not a fan of their run defense. Uh, the Raiders defense didn't play all that well. They gave up 30 points. Um, the Saints are missing their best player, Michael Thomas. He's dealing with a high ankle sprain. That is, I mean, we've seen a lot of players uh, be out for a while with high ankle sprains. I don't think this is the only week Michael Thomas is going to be out. I think uh, I think he'll probably be out till week four. If I were to guess, um, a high ankle sprain, it nags at you and it nags. And it's really annoying. However, uh, Al, but they have pretty good depth of receiver. Emmanuel Sanders moves up to the wide receiver one for this team. Alvin Kamara is set up for a big game as well. After we saw Christian McCaffrey run all over this Raiders defense last week. I mean, I, I get, yes, it's Christian McCaffrey, but Alvin Kamara is Alvin Kamara. He's very, very good. The Saints are a Super Bowl contending team. They are. So that's why don't freak out about the Buccaneers because the Saints are a Super Bowl contending team and they're going to be contending for a Super Bowl once again this year. This is Drew Brees' last ride on the Saints. It is. This is it for him. This could be his very last year. He said he's playing on limited time, which is which probably means this, this is his last year. And, uh, you know, if something happens where the Saints surprise and do win the Super Bowl, it's over for Drew Brees. He's definitely done there. But I think that even if they don't, This is it. I think Drew Brees is on his last legs. You know, they put up four points against the Buccaneers, who have a really good defense, and they really didn't even utilize Michael Thomas that much. So, I like the Raiders, but the Saints are the better team. So, I'm going to take the Saints in this game as well. Now, let's talk a little bit about, but we'll talk more about the next three games with our guests. However, for now, let me get a quick predictions For myself, let's start off with the New York football Giants heading to Chicago to take out the Bears. Last week, we saw the Giants offensive line get embarrassed by the Steelers, but the Steelers are a top defense in the NFL like we talked about. I'm extremely concerned for the Giants, and I'm certainly not a fan of Joe Judge. I think he's more worried about the Belichick-like aspect of coaching and the discipline of this team, and you know, here's my problem with that, is the Giants don't have a disciplinary problem. They have a talent problem. They have a quarterback who needs to develop into this franchise quarterback that they want him to be as a replacement to Eli Manning, and an offensive line that looked like the second worst in the league next to the Eagles, but also needs to develop. He needs to stop. Worrying about taking the names off of practice jerseys and making players run sprints, and worry about run um, and worry more about letting the best player on your team get more than six rushing yards, who is probably the best player on your team, best running back at least, since Ahmad Bradshaw was on your team in 2012. No, I'm I I don't know. I really don't think I I think the Bears are going to take this game. I like the Bears, Mitch Trubisky, which is a phrase that we don't really see a lot. We don't really hear that phrase a lot. Is guess what, Mitch Trubisky played well. I know. I know it's crazy. It's crazy that Mitch Trubisky actually did something that wasn't overthrow all his receivers and I know he missed a few easy throws, but you know, he he threw for three touchdowns. He he had a nice throw to Anthony Miller that we saw late in the game and I I I really do think I I really do think that the Bears are going to be decent if their defense steps up. I do, you know? I I, I let Saquon get more than six rushing yards. I think it'll definitely happen because the Bears defense isn't nearly as good as the Steelers defense, but you know, I, I'm good. I'm definitely taking the Bears here and uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not all in on the Bears either. Their defense does need to play better. Khalil Mack needs to have more of an impact on the field. 242 yards and three touchdowns for Trubisky. Obviously, like I said before, missed a few wide open throws, but he also had some nicely placed footballs, you know, and anybody is going to look good against this Giants offensive line that looked absolutely terrible. It looked absolutely awful last week. I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not a fan of Joe judge either. I, I'm all, I'm scared that Joe judge will hear criticisms about Saquon and either overuse him to try and get a point across or not utilize him enough because he might've listened to what former Giants running back Tiki Barber said about him not being able to pass protect. I can't believe in the Giants until they prove me wrong. So I have the bears winning this game, you know? Let's move on. Final game that we're going to talk about before we get our guests in here is the Arizona Cardinals playing against the oh-so-glorious Washington football team. Both these teams are 1-0 and won their games in surprisingly strong fashion. You know, I-, I think that even though I was surprised to see Washington win, their defense looked extremely dominant. You know, the Eagles offensive line looked awful, and I mean, they gave up eight sacks which is obviously, it's a crazy number, but Chase Young looked very dominant in his first game. He had one and a half sacks, and I think that he will most definitely finish as uh, defense. He'll have double-digit sacks this year for sure, and it's almost a lock for me for defensive rookie of the year, and it might not be too far-fetched to say that he could even win defensive player of the year if he keeps playing like he is now. Ryan Kerrigan and Montez Sweat are both also really good players. However, this Cardinals offense looked so ridiculously good watching kyler murray take control of that offense and finally having the weapons uh, all the weapons he can possibly need now i mean you have deandre hopkins christian kirk and larry fitzgerald what more could you want you know hopkins had a great debut 14 catches for 151 yards made me believe in the cardinals kyler murray had 230 passing yards a touchdown and an interception but he also ran 13 times for 91 yards which are like running back numbers this type of player is the future of the NFL I'll talk about it more later in the show but guys like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray being able to throw the ball and use their legs when they need to and do it efficiently those are the teams who are going to start winning consistently making it to and winning Super Bowls I love the relationship between Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and I think that there there's a trust there that is crucial between a quarterback and a head coach you know. Cliff trusts Kyler with this offense, and Kyler trusts Cliff, and that's so important. I, I, I think the Cardinals will start two and zero and take down the Washington football team. Now, let's bring in one of our guests for today. Let's bring him. Let's bring him in. This is hard count football podcast live my name is jacob charno lead the next generation of football fans live on youtube and twitch with chris landry football please help spread the word as you can catch the show on the chris landry twitch channel at twitch.tv slash chris landry football and you can listen to this podcast on your mobile device by signing up for landry football's conference call wherever you get your podcast you can also watch the show on chrislandryfootball.com where all this information is there for you now let's bring in one of our one of our guests today you know one half one host of the you know I'm uh yeah One host of the you know I'm right podcast that's on right after me at 11 a.m. Be sure to check that out right after. Please welcome first Nick Durst. Nick, what's up? How are you?
1: How's it going, Jacob? Love the love the take on the Cardinals. I'm all in on the Cardinals. Me and Joe have been going uh, really highly uh, touting the the Cardinals this year. I picked them to win last week. Joe said, no, no, the 49ers are going to be good. I don't think the 49ers are making the playoffs this year. I think they uh, most teams who make the Super Bowl end up losing the next year a lot or just barely missing the playoffs. We'll see with the expanded uh, playoff system this year with 14 teams, but I don't think they're getting in. I do really like the Cardinals, and before the season, I said on our show, I said, I think Kyler Murray is going to win the MVP, and he's like fifth in the league in rushing, and he had touchdowns, passing, of course, dual threat. And you see it the last two years, a sophomore quarterback comes on in and wins the MVP. And I think I think we're in for the same trend this year with, with Kyler Murray, and I, I do like the Cardinals coming out of the NFC West.
3: Yeah, I love the Cardinals as well. And as we wait for Joe to get on, you know, let's talk a little bit. You're wearing a Giants shirt. Let's start – let's talk about your Giants because I think the Bears are going to win today because Absolutely. I do not trust – I I. I <laughs> I do not trust. I still don't trust that offensive line. We saw it looked really bad, especially for for Saquon. He only got six rushing yards. And yes, Steelers defense is really good. I think they're gonna finish top four, maybe top three. But I'm 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 not really a fan of Joe Judge. I don't know how you feel about him. I'm not. A, you know, I've been saying it. The Giants don't have a disciplinary problem. I'm not I'm not a fan of him taking the the, he's more worried about the Belichick aspect part of coaching that that he was raised from him. He was around Belichick. He was around Nick Saban. He took names off practice jerseys, making players run sprints. I'm not a fan of that because quite quite honestly, the Giants don't have a disciplinary problem. They have a talent problem. And that's and that's something that, you know, they have a lot of guys on that team they need to develop. And, you know, are are you concerned right now with Joe Judge uh, and are you concerned with Saquon, this whole offense? And what do you think is going to happen today with the Giants game?
1: i are to lose. I mean, it's as simple as that. <laughs> they, have a, they have a talent and personnel issue as far as the GM in Dave Gettleman. He did it, he had one good year, McAdoo's first year. And then since then, the, the team's been terrible. He's had terrible draft picks. So Eric Flowers, Eli Apple, DeAndre Baker. I mean, first round bust off the roster right away. That's not good. Uh, Joe Judge, I don't know. the jury is still out on Joe Judge. I do think he's he's my favorite judge in New York City. I like him more than Aaron judge on the Yankees, but <laughs> I uh I don't know. I, we'll have to We'll have to wait and see. Uh, anything less than the playoffs is disappointing for the Giants. it's It's been so long now mediocre mediocrity going back to 2016 when they the last time they were in the playoffs. Absolute clown show with McAdoo. Shermer was not any better. He, he didn't know what he was doing. Offensive line is still terrible. As you could see, Barkley, 15 rushes for five yards. That's that's on the offensive line. Um, Daniel Jones, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of him. I think he turns the ball over too much. We saw that against the Steelers. He gets down to the red zone on a long drive. What does he do? There's an interception. And the game is over. Last year, he had a ton of fumbles. Um, he has some mobility, which is great, but it's, it's, I still don't know what to expect from him. Evan Ingram, they, everyone says, oh, he's so talented. He can't catch a football. He can't block. Constantly dropping the ball. I don't really, I don't like what I see from him. Golden Tate, he keeps getting hurt. He's not playing games. Sterling Shepard ends up missing games. Darius Slayton looks like he looks good, though. I mean, nice gem. At, at late round pick last year in the draft. He's been good. Uh, he had two touchdowns on Monday Night Football loss. The defense also isn't that good. I mean, there's no superstar there. Uh, Gone are the days where you had Janaris Jenkins as a lockdown cornerback. Uh, Peppers is pretty talented, but you know we'll, we'll often wait and see. It's just still a lot to see there with this team. Uh, people would say, oh, there's talent there, but it's just not clicking yet at this point. And obviously without the preseason – uh, very hard for teams to gel. So I really don't think we're going to be really seeing the best of all teams across the league until week four of the NFL. I think the, the first three games or so, we're going to be kind of like a preseason where they're tuning up. There's going to be some sloppy football, but, uh, you know, Giants have a really tough schedule this year, take it facing the NFC, the NFC West, which is, is pretty talented. And, and uh, before I came out, you're talking about the Bears and Trubisky. I do like the Bears and I do like Mitch Trubisky. A lot of people don't like Mitch Trubisky. I do see the Bears going to the playoffs this year at minimum 9-7, and probably more like a 10-6 team, maybe maybe 11-5. I like what Trubisky does. They won last week in Detroit. And let's not forget, just two years ago, the Bears were one of the best teams in the league with Khalil Mack. And without a doubt, he was able to uh, impact the game tremendously. Trubisky had a good season, and Matt Nagy and the Bears – they went to the playoffs. I know my co-host Joe. Uh, he he's not very high on Trubisky and the Bears, but you know this is this is this is uh, this is this is the, the dynamic of our show. You know, I'm right on football coming up next year at 11 a.m. right here, Landry Football, and we'll probably debate that more. But I think he's probably going to be along the same lines of, of of believing that the the Bears are going to win today. And I'm, I'm sure if he's a gambling man, he would probably bet on the Bears too, money line.
3: Yeah, well, let's get his thoughts on it. Let's bring him in. Joe Calabrese, uh, the other host of the No Arm Right podcast. Joe, what's up? How are you? Good morning, guys. What you doing? We're, we're, just talking, we're just talking about the Bears. Let's get your thoughts on it. What are your thoughts right now, Trubisky and the Bears? Do you think that last week, I mean, they probably should have lost that game. I mean, DeAndre Swift dropped that wide open pass in the end zone. But do you think that they're going to be able to take down the Giants today? Because both me and Nick think that the Bears are going to win this game.
2: Uh well, let's let's look back, right? So the Bears ended up coming back. They were down more than two scores, and they came back and won, and Detroit's secondary was absolutely depleted, right? So uh, as bad as Nick thinks the Giants' secondary right now is, Detroit's is actually worse. Uh, with that said, I think today's game is going to be uh, a little bit, I think, closer uh, throughout the whole game as opposed to what last week's was where Detroit grabbed that really big early lead, and then Chicago had to come back and score on um, basically every single possession from the end of the third quarter on into the fourth quarter. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I think the line is a little too high. Uh, from what I've seen in most spots, the Bears are either 5.5 or 6 points favorite. And based on what we saw last week, that's just simply, it's a lot of points to lay with a team that you don't even know if they're good or not. Yes, they won in week one, but again, they needed all those circumstances behind them, and they needed the drop touchdown at the end, right? as opposed to the Giants, who played the Steelers, who widely regarded uh, most analytics. People believe that the Steelers have either the number one or number two defensive line in all the NFL, right? So the Giants did a couple of good things last week. That said, it's a road game. I guess without fans, you know, is it a true road game? But still, they have to do the traveling. Uh, and I think this game will ultimately be close. I do like the Bears' money line. Nick is, is on the money there. Uh, but not necessarily because I think the Bears are significantly better. I think the Giants are going to be in this game today.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh I, I think that it could very well be a close game, but I don't I, I really I really can't see the Giants winning today purely because I'm not a fan. I think Daniel Jones, like, like we said before, turns the ball over way too much, you know. And that this offensive line, the Bears defense is good. I mean, we saw them they probably the most dominant defense in 2018 that and they would have gone farther in the playoffs if without that double doink that you know Bears friends hate to talk about so much but yeah I, I, it, as long as Khalil Mack it's it, this is all about Khalil Mack i think that they they give up so much for him and he really needs to just step up that way because we've he's disappeared on the field as of the last two the last year i mean last year we saw him disappear but first game we didn't really see him do anything i'm i'm i'm, I'm really worried about, about about this bears defense in terms of Khalil Mack and yeah and these linebackers but Let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals game. They are playing the Washington football team. Nick, we're both high on the Arizona Cardinals. Joe, I've heard that you thought, uh, I think you thought the Niners were going to win last week. I did too. I predicted the Niners were going to win because I thought that this Cardinals offensive line wouldn't hold up, but they did. They looked good. Cardinal, Mur- uh, not Cardinal Kyler Murray takes control of this Cardinals offense. Cliff Kingsbury, they trust each other. What do you guys think is going to happen today when they play Washington?
1: Yeah, I think Kyla Murray, or we can call him Cardinal Murray. I think that <laughs> that'd be a great, that'd be a great, great nickname for him. Uh, why not? The guy's the guy's the savior. He's a, he's a saint. He's a, he's a, he's, a, he's he's just he's turning the he's turning the franchise around. Let's not downplay the fact that Larry Fitzgerald is still there, one of the best receivers of all time. He's playing. He's making a tremendous impact on his team and getting them in the positive direction. He's been there through through it all. thick and thin. This guy. He wants his Super Bowl. Got there once. It came up short, but it's a good chance for, for him to win because Kyler Murray is dynamic. And I think the Cardinals, like I said, are going to be a playoff team this year. And the Washington football team, Joe and I on our show, Prediction Show, and also our podcast uh, on WSports.com, we said we like the Washington football team and we would pick them to win the division if Alex Smith was the quarterback. We don't like Dwayne Haskins. I don't like Dwayne Haskins. I don't think he's good. I don't like Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, no, but apparently he gave this really motivational halftime speech with Ron Rivera getting an IV, and it turned things around, and they beat the Eagles. Um, so good for him. That's what he wanted to a quarterback. But then again, maybe it's just that the Eagles aren't that good, and that's that, that could be a, a real possibility. Um, who knows? Maybe they're just hurting, and maybe before long, Jalen Hurts will get in there for Carson Wentz, who will probably get hurt at some point. Uh, so I think the NFC East is really weak. Um, and I think the NFC West is very strong. NFC West plays the NFC East this year. So there's going to be a lot of, uh, good wins for the NFC West. And I'm going to roll with DeAndre Andrew Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald and
2: Kyler Murray on this one. No doubt about it. Yeah. Joe, let's get your thoughts on the game. What do you think's going to happen? I mean, to be honest, there's not really much that needs to be said. Uh, I also do think that the travel factor, uh, Washington going from East Coast to West Coast uh, for week two is also going to play a factor here. Uh, I think the Cardinals are a really, really strong roster. Uh, And I think what Nick said before about Larry Fitz and all that, uh, there's a lot of veteran leadership right now uh, around Kyler Murray. Uh, there's a lot of really, really good veteran leadership, both on both sides of the football. So it's, it's, it's a really strong core group of guys intact right now. And the NFC West very well may put four teams into the playoffs because all four of those teams to some degree are very good. And, uh, I'm sure, you know, this is, has been brought up, but obviously that, that Rams and the Eagles game too, is also intriguing. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons that Nick was was going over with this game. Uh, but yeah, that's absolutely right. We both like Washington. Uh, if we if Alex Smith was the quarterback, I could have very easily have seen nine or ten wins with this team. Uh, the NFC East, it's very possible that the winning of this division is either going to be a seven or eight win team. That's a very, very high possibility based on what we saw last week because the Cowboys, again, look disappointing right out of the gate with a new head coach. Uh, the Eagles had the lead, again, disappointing that second half was not good. Uh the Giants lost, right? And if me and Nick and obviously you are correct in this prediction, you know, there's not going to be an NFC team that's 2 and 0 after week 2. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it's going to be uh I think this is going to be a, a much tighter game. Uh just like the first week was with the the 49ers and the part the Cardinals pulled that out in the road. I expect a very similar game. I think Washington's defense is good. Uh, but that said, I think Kyler Murray is going to end up being the difference here. I could see two or three touchdowns. I think he's a DFS play. Uh, and I and I like the Cardinals like you guys.
3: Yeah, for sure. You know, let's let's finish up with this game because this is uh, I, I'm a Jets fan. Joe, I know you're a Jets fan. This is a very intriguing game this week for me. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately. But let's talk about the Jets this week, week two. They play against the San Francisco 49ers and without any injuries, the Niners should walk into this game and destroy the Jets. That's just how it should be. But last week, because, you know, the last week, the Jets looked like the worst team in football. And I, as a Jets fan, I saw that, you know, they, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm a very optimistic Jets fan, but I, but I saw the reality of what happened. Sam Darnold missed some easy throws that he should have made. He missed a lot of throws. Adam Gase had some questionable play goals, but I'm not throwing all of it on him because there was a lot of missed missed drop there was dropped passes by receivers they're very hurt Avery Williamson wasn't playing um uh Denzel Mims is on the IR Le'Veon got hurt this week they're missing a ton of players all those guys and now Le'Veon's not playing Jameson Crowder's out we don't know about Avery Williamson status yet but you know other than I mean the, the O-line looked pretty good in pass pro and Marcus may had like the game of his life which we'll get to that if we have time but they didn't even really look like a real football team, you know. But the Niners this week—they're missing George Kittle. They don't have Debo Samuel still, and they're missing Richard Sherman. So it, normally, I wouldn't say—I I still don't think the Jets are going to win today. But I think that it's going to be a—I think that it's going to be a lot closer than it would be. Joe, let's start with you. What do you think about this game as a whole right now? What do you think is going to happen?
2: I mean, to per- be perfectly honest, if this is one of those weeks where if you don't have access to like. I don't know, like the Sunday ticket package or, or like red zone in some way, you know, this is going to be a really hard game to watch simply because there are too many injuries on both sides of the football, right? For both of these teams. Uh, I, I saw a stat yesterday, right? Now, granted, this has only been two games, but uh, the 49ers, when it when it comes to outside running are in most ca- in most ways, one of the either the best team or the second best team in the NFL. And without Kittle on the lineup, Uh, They moved to 32nd, which is dead last in the NFL. So when people like me who believe the 49ers are going to run 50 times and run right through the Jets in this game, I don't know if that's going to be such a foregone conclusion simply because of his injury. With that said, uh, I do think that the 49ers are still going to run 50 times. And I think what this game is going to be is just a really dirty, ugly, keep-away type game. in the minds of the 49 coaching staff, I think the objective here is to just not give Sam too many possessions because they don't want the Jets just to simply hang around in the game. And, yeah, so I, what I expect is another strong running effort for San Francisco. Do they run for 200 yards? Maybe, maybe they don't, right? But they're going to run at least 40 or 50 times because that's the the, the game that they're going to need to play to win. Uh, I expect a really low scoring game. You know, I can't see the Jets like cashing in on too many possessions, but I also can see the 49ers running away with this just simply because of the injuries. So I could see like a 24-7 kind of game, like 24-10. You know, I feel like that's, you know, pretty much what what this game is going to be. And again, it's not going to be one of the the better games of today. You know, if you have an option to watch something else, I'd watch something else.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Nick, what do you think?
1: Yo, this might sound crazy here, but uh, I think the Jets got a chance for a backdoor cover in this game. Um, I, I I I do think the Forty Nine ers are going to win. Um, I originally was just like all in on that a blowout, uh, which probably is still going to happen. But I just feel like it's for some some reason there is going to be Donald gets a late touchdown and then. For some reason, Jets fans are very optimistic. Oh, look at that! End of the- did you see what Donald did there? Imagine what he could do with Adam Gaze, and then that'll be—I didn't, need-
3: didn't need to be called out like that. That
1: was—that'll <laughs> <laughs> be the discussion, Joe, coming out of this week. Like, oh, Adam Gaze has got to go. Look what Darnold was able to do in the fourth quarter when they—but you know, no Bell is a huge loss, despite the fact that Adam Gaze hates Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Doesn't really use it properly, <laughs> but. Yeah, Frank Gore is in for he's going to have a good day, I think against his former team they, they're going to need to rely on him big time. Um, I don't like the 49ers at all. Um, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo gets the job done and without a doubt, I think the the 49ers it's never really that close. The final score might look a little closer than expected, but it's never going to be that close and the 49ers will be victorious this week against the Jets and we get their record to one and one
3: Yeah. So let's get you guys out of here. You guys got your show at 11 a.m. Nick, Joe, thank you guys so much today for joining me. Go ahead, promote yourself. Tell us where we can find you.
1: Yeah, you could find us, our show, right here. Just stay locked right here on Twitch, and we'll be coming up right after Jacob and the Hard Count Football Show. Um I'm at Nick underscore Durst on Twitter. Joe's at J Calabrese one on Twitter. Tweet us. Let us know what you want to think. Um, you know I'm running a football call up at 11 a.m. right here at Landry Football, and you can catch our um, twice a week. We do a podcast. Just so you know I'm right. Football, of course, other sports as well for gsports.com and just follow us on Twitter as well. We'll tweet it out. And uh, Joe, I'll, I'll give you the last words here on our, our <laughs> awesome, our awesome uh, guest segment here. Jacob, thanks so much for having us on, and it's been it's been a lot
3: of fun. Yeah, no problem.
2: Yeah, thanks again, Jacob. We'll do this again real soon. Uh, you're more than welcome. We'll give you an invitation to come back on our show. Uh, maybe you want to come next week or the week after. You know, we can return the favor for you. Uh, this is, again, a lot of fun. Uh, Nick and I are coming up uh, less than 10 minutes, actually. So we'll uh, we'll hop off. We'll let you finish your thing. Thanks again for having us on, Jacob. And, again, you know, let's go Jets. Let's go, <laughs> go
3: Giants. Let's
2: go <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, stick around. 11
3: a.m. You know I'm right. They've just... They're great, great podcast, great show. Those are my predictions from all the games from week two. And with that, we are going to wrap today from the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Charno, and thank you so much, everyone, for joining me today. And a special thank you to both my guests, Nick Durst and Joe Calabrese of the You Know I'm Right podcast. Be sure to go check them out right after... uh, be sure to check out their show right after mine at 11 a.m. Be sure to go follow me on Twitter at Jacob Charno and on Instagram at Hard Count Football and here on Twitch with Chris Landry Football. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure, make sure to subscribe to Hard Count Football. Join me next Sunday for more exclusive interviews and talk about the top headlines in football.